Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the eastern border. I have cunningly dealt with the cat this time by just leaving the door open. He might try to eat my microphone, but uh, he will, you know, at least not scratch the door so bad. Now, although all's quiet on the on the front, well, except many many deaths, but everything's kind of. Um, on a stalemate situation, again, Russia moves 10 meters someplace, some other attack gets repelled, many dead, but many are dead everywhere all the time. But I had to make this episode because, well, I have two extremely important news for you. Number one is, you know what, I'd like to quote Alexander Nevzorov here, he's my personal mentor, I would say, he probably doesn't even know I exist because I don't think he speaks English. And by the way, the cat is just rubbing himself against my, my feet right now, and you can't hear it, and that's amazing. At any rate, I'll quote Alexander Nevzorov here, and he said, Isn't it wonderful when you see a man just being in the right place? You know, in the spot where he belongs and doing the most uh, most that he can, you know, just, just being someone who truly feels like they fit in the right spot. I believe I'm in the right spot with journalism. I mean, I am an indie guy with no actual support who's been doing this for eight years out of sheer madness and passion for the job. And, and you guys seem to enjoy it. So I believe that I've, I found my, my place because I, I love making these shows. Another person who's definitely in the right place, and this is, again, um, according to Nevzorov and me as well, is Igor Mangushev, who's now in a coffin. And uh, yeah, it might seem bad... To, to speak about this, but if you remember last time in the last episode, I said he was in a critical condition. Well, now this bastard is finally dead. And, uh, you know, to sort of explain why I hate him is the fact that, uh, just like other people from Battalion Rusic, he was a blatant Nazi. A complete and utter shitbag. Now, I'll quote uh, Medusa about him. They're much more, you know, sort of composed and polite about him, but uh, here you go, just so that you would have some sort of formal news. Hmm. 
Russian nationalist mercenary Igor Mangushev, also known as Bireg, that, that by, the way, by the way means the coast, who was an active participant in Russia's invasion of Ukraine beginning in 2014, has died in a hospital in the annexed part of Ukraine's Luhansk region, which is what Russian state media reported. On Tuesday, Akim Apchayev, a friend of Mangushev's, reported that Mangushev was shot at close range. In a video uploaded Wednesday, Mangushev's wife, Tatyana Azarevich, referred to the incident as an attempt assassination or even execution. According to Ria Novosti, Mangushev was the commander of a detachment of the self-proclaimed Luhansk People's Militia. In a March 2022 interview, he introduced himself as a political strategist and a retired LNR captain. I think I could also just start to introduce myself as a political strategist. I mean, works for some people. In the early 2010s, Mangushev led a nationalist organization called Svetlaya Rus. That carried out raids against migrants in Russia. This Svetlaya Rus, which means a like, glorious blazing Rus, was one of those organizations which uh, allowed Kremlin to do assassinations and murders and beatings up of protesters without making their own hands dirty. They're kind of like, I don't know, Cossacks, but in the classical sense, who work for the Russian establishment when they need to, need to get their hands dirty. He beat them up mercilessly, mercilessly because of his own extremely racist beliefs. He also is referred to, or also referred to himself as the creator of the Yenot. Uh, Yenot is, well, I think that's kind of obvious, private military company, whose mercenaries fought in Ukraine in 2014. In addition, Mangushev told Medusa back then that he and his associates were the original inventors of the letter Z as a symbol for Russia's invasion of Ukraine. In August 2022, Russian media reported that Igor Mangushev brandished what he claimed was the skull of a Ukrainian soldier while addressing a group of fighters in the Donetsk People's Republic. During his speech, he said that Russia was fighting not against the people, but against the idea of Ukraine as an anti-Russian state, and that all carriers of this idea must be destroyed. And now, this literal human pile of garbage, one of the people like, you know, I can at least respect Igor Girkin, to a point. He's not dumb, and, you know, he would be a, he's a dangerous enemy. And he even admits to himself that he views much more, kind of, weirdness from the West, but yeah, he hates us at all, he hates me, indefinitely, but I have the same feelings towards Igor Girkin as I have towards Stalin. I hate him with terrible passion, but I do have to give the, the man some respect, even though he is a war criminal and has done terrible acts, I do believe that there is some method to his madness, so that at least deserves something. I would treat him as a worthy opponent. Mangushev, however, no, that's... That's on another level. That's a dog. And I'm sorry, that offends you dog owners and everyone who is an actual dog. <sighs> to say that I would like to Mangushev, I would like to see Mangushev being burnt alive would be an offense to fire. That is my level of utter hatred of this man, and now he's gone. Which, you know, makes my life a bit easier. In the meantime, another of the big news is the fact that it's been five years... Five years, wow, yeah, since the very first time I mentioned private warfare company Wagner on my show. It's been five years since the day when they all got their first true military defeat at the hands of the United States Army, no less. And we had, rep we had recordings of them on the show, we had many things. If you will um, look up 
it should the episode should be around this time um 8th of february just 2018 uh, you'll probably find those episodes somewhere uh, they're they're either up on my homepage or somewhere go check them out uh, they'll give you a proper explanation of how these guys were lying to the United States Army and how miscommunication happened because the Russians wanted to deny that they even exist. They wanted to do it secretly, like in a, in a bit of a secret. And then, you know, they got more. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Horrendously. And it was pretty bad. And it's all sort of sort of weird in this case because yeah today is the fifth anniversary and uh well lo and behold people in the wagner group uh, telegram channels never were around these parts just keep you know presenting them as some sort of martyrs and heroes for the great cause and all the whatnot and it's all been going downhill third important news for today is the fact that again russian liberals and russian liberal opposition have been promoting themselves as, you know, the two true representatives of the beliefs of the Russian people. And meanwhile, you know, meanwhile, one thing speaks against them, because I watch all these Turbo Patriot channels, as I ought to call them now, and apparently, well, just as much as we all donate money for great causes in Ukraine and everything happening there for quicker victory, there's a lot of help going on in Russia for their, for their mobilized. And although I can understand it on some human level, you know, in none of these, um, you know, videos or, or articles which have been released by the mothers and wives of, um, of the mobilized who have been suffering a lot and there have been massive casualties. Right now, just today, another protest happened because apparently some of the mobilized are being sent into battle to die endlessly because in a lot of regions where they were sent to reinforce the already existing companies of the con of, of the contracted people or of the Wagner group, those local guys understood that, hey, our contracted soldiers are pretty good at their jobs and they're at least competent. They know how to shoot in the right direction. Let's send in another wave of the mobilized. They'll die and then we'll just, you know, walk. I walk after them. The war, the wars, by the way, has been turning a lot more bloody and, and, and evil as I as I see it. I mean, and this is from both sides because if in the early war people shied away from showing just brutal bloodshed, no, now nobody is. And now we can see that in Bakhmut we have like a snowfield full of dead people, and that's damaging the psyche of the mobilized inside Russia as well. Of course, it kind of raises the morale of of the Ukrainians, but still. Mobilized are dying in droves and, uh, well, even the most skeptical of the Russian analysts say that in May we might see another wave of Russian mobilization.
I tend to believe them in this case, which is all sort of interesting. But um, but yeah, so these people are supporting the mobilized and they're, they, they are still too afraid to say anything against Putin, against the war itself. They're just saying, no, no, we want to win the war. We just want to do it properly. I'm sorry, but it's kind of hard to feel sympathy for the Russians left at home and everything, except in the very few cases, which I know personally, but otherwise, I, I don't know. This war is also dehumanizing me, and I try to, you know, not, not be like that, but it is what it is. On the other hand, well, on the more economical news, which also just, you know, aired today, is the fact that Russian government had planned 3.8 billion ruble, which isn't that much, but, you know, go with it. It's, it's, it's in the millions of dollars number. 3.8 million, 3.8 billion ruble deficit for the whole year. Well, Russian economy is now achieving 1.7 billion deficit in January alone, which is interesting since... Doesn't, gonna, doesn't, doesn't look good for them because even with the limited oil prices, they are still now forced to, to sell, sell their oil and gas to the other nations who still buy them, which is mostly African nations and, and India. Shame to you, India. I can you know, admit that African nations can do whatever they want. You know, they've suffered enough from the hands of Europeans so that now they can try to exhort some benefit from all the situation. Don't blame the Africans. Indians, however... Oh boy, no, 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 no. You're a too big of an economy to, you know, not to play a part in this. But still, massive deficit, and a lot of businessmen are complaining that their number one complaint about all the situation is that the lack of any any market there. You know, people are don't just don't have enough money, which they have been all spending on, you know, goods for the front to actually buy anything. And, you know, Russian propaganda is responding to this fact with the fact that Mm. Our defense industry will drag us out of this. Our defense industry building tanks and rockets are producing enough GDP for everything. But the problem is that everyone who knows their self about economy and... Well, at this point I kind of include myself into this because, I don't know, I could probably go and write a bachelor's thesis in economy at least since I've been following all this for so long and studying this in depth. Is the fact that, you know, the products that are produced by the military-industrial complex, unless you sell them abroad... The end result is not producing more GDP or producing any value-added. Their end result is destroying the enemy's value-added. So, if Russia just produces more rockets and just wastes them shooting at schools and hospitals as they do, that does not improve their economical situation. It's like buying this stuff from yourself and not putting the money into the economy. And their economy... Oh boy, the sanctions are really starting to hit them now. I expect a lot, lot more comments from um, what's going to happen later on, and this is going to hurt them a lot. The worst part is, yeah, by the way, uh, on Twitter, if you see someone using my logo, that's not me. There are a few people, one Mexican guy and one Dutch person, who are now using my logo and everything to just spread the news of the show. They are trying to spread everything out and making sure that these episodes are heard by more people, to which I'm thankful for them. I'm not back on Twitter. I'm still permanently banned. I am on Mastodon. And I'll be there for a long while because that seems nice. The only thing that I'm missing is the kind of clubhouse-style Twitter spaces, which I really liked. But I'll figure something out about them. At any rate, well, we have massive issues. We have not much going on in the front. And uh, Zelensky was just in London. And uh, the situation about, you know, the UK kind of promised planes, kind of didn't. They promised training and... and, and uh, 
it's a whole of a lot mess, which is going to get sensationalized, and it's not going to be simple at any rate. But yeah, those are the news for today. And um, thank you everyone for supporting me on Patreon. Literally, my uh, latest bill for the apartment came in, and uh, yeah, I was able to pay it because of all of you guys, and I still have some money left to put in into my next trip to Ukraine and plan things out. Thank you guys, because I don't have any other other person paying my salaries. I am immune to this fact that, you know, everyone on the tanky side or the pro-Putin side claims to be that we are, Western, that we are all Western funded. Well, I am, but not in the way that they think. Because another thing that I've noticed is that they don't simply understand what crowdfunding is and that someone might, you know, actually be trying to do their job and getting funded by their own listeners. You're all my bosses and I'm thankful for it. And if you want to join the crowd, I promise I'll get back to the rewards at some point. I'm just overworked with this. I have a huge backlog. I need to send you all a bunch of bunch of cool Soviet swag. I've, so far, I've only been able to send uh, it to like six people in the past six months, which is way too less. I should be sending more. And I'm a bit neglecting my Patreon rewards because I simply can't can't push through. I, I just don't have the time. I have to figure out some special thank you for my patrons. But so far, I, all I can do is just bring you these episodes as much as I can. I'll, I'll deal with this. But th- if you want to become our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Eastern Border. If you want to help the show by a one-time donation, then go to our webpage, the Eastern Border.lv. All the episodes there are without uh, ads. And just click the donate button where we'll be very thankful for it. And I have to thank, say thanks to my Philippines listener who made us a new uh, Bitcoin wallet and an Ethereum wallet, which we actually can access at this point. So I'll be doing some shenanigans with my homepage. So if you want to support us, not right now, those wallets that are on, on there right now, well, I can't really access them. And, and my manager is very busy with his own university and he's moving on and doing a lot of work with his life. So uh, I can't access those wallets. There's going to be new ones, but you know, it is what it is. More news coming. Sorry, guys. More news coming soon. And до свидания, товарищи. And as always, remember that happiness is mandatory. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.